Oh, I saw uh, I saw something gross at work today. Oh. We're required to drink milk at our job, which is the whitest <laughs> bullshit I've ever heard in my life. That's so weird. God. Yeah. I watched a kid. We we had him in solo cups today for some reason. Anyway, we were drink he drank a sip of milk, put it in his mouth, yeah. swished it around, no. and then spit it no. back into his cup like a waterfall. <laughs> and I yelled. I don't yell, but I yelled. I said, What are you doing? Uh-huh. That and I, I use these words. I said, that is grotesque. Ooh. Stop. Said I do not understand. I would have just yelled like ah out of fear because that it was is so disgu- gross. I am a little bit nauseated right now. Just the thought, yeah, of that happening. God damn, that is the weirdest thing ever. It's so nasty. Oh, I was my like, Lord. we don't spit our milk. We drink our milk. We shouldn't even be drinking it. If we're being honest, I know, but <laughs> I know the whole shit lie of like. It'll make your bones stronger. Oh, I, I stopped saying that. To oh, I don't say that. Years I just, ago. I just don't drink milk anymore. Yeah. Stupid big dairy. We're coming for you. <laughs> big D. Ugh, big oh, my D God. gave me the other big D Uh-oh. this morning. Wow. And the other big D is big diarrhea. <laughs> I hate dairy so much because it kills me. It's so it didn't weird, used yeah. to do that. No, I mean, that's what happens when you uh, wane yourself off the lie. Yeah, and my body's like, oh, you're not a baby cow. You actually don't need milk. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Um, you're no baby cow. I'm no baby cow. You're not trying to be a big cow. Stop <laughs> drinking the milk. Uh-huh. Ugh. It's so weird. I, I can't remember if you brought this up on the pod yet or not, but why people just be drinking milk? Oh, with every yes. meal. Milk. Every meal. With every meal. The best is when I go over to... Our, our our musical producer for the podcast. I go oh, over to his. Yes. <laughs> I go over to his house, and every every time I have dinner at his place, without fail, his dad will offer me a big glass of milk. He's <laughs> like, "Would you like some milk, Kayla?" And I'd say, "No, thank you. I'll just stick with water." Mm-hmm. And he just has like one of those big plastic like <laughs> NFL sports team cups, yeah. uh-huh. the clear plastic, but it's got the logos on the side. Love it. Just full of milk. And I'm like, oh my Wake God. Wake up, put on my shoes, cup of milk. When did we have I, I want to know when when that became a thing for white people. Cup of milk. That is a good haul. Oh. I feel that like that should be, be a, someone's like anthropology thesis. Yeah, for their, I agree. Like, when did degree. white people really start loving on milk? Milk. White people. Because it had to be like post refrigeration, right? Yeah. It's yeah. milk got like they're like, oh, this is actually decent if it's cold. Oh, it's kind of decent. Yeah. I think I'll drink it with everything. Ugh. It's the worst. God. I also think Ugh. it's the worst when it's like with Italian food. Oh my god! Pasta, yeah. pizza. I remember one time. Oh no. Went over to someone's house. Yeah. It was white. Family yeah. got pizza. No. I was like, hell yeah. A little za. Fantastic. I grab a slice as I turn around, horrified. See the dad just <laughs> gallon of milk. <laughs> and I was like, I remember being in my head like, what? Why is he grabbing milk? Is he like putting the pizza away already? Is he just making room in the fridge? Grabs a glass. 
Oh no. <laughs> oh no. This big, big gulp of milk. And just hanging out. It's just like you're just doing dairy and dairy, dog. That's why I died. Let me briefly, very briefly, review what I ate Dandy. and why I was in so much pain. So for breakfast at, at work, because I get to eat with the kids, um, they served a big old bowl of yogurt. Oh, dairy. Yeah. And so I put a little bit of my fruit cup in that to make it taste good because I don't like <laughs> yogurt. Sure. And I was like, okay, I'll mix some peaches in it. Fine. And I ate like a third of that. Ooh. Then for lunch, we had chicken Alfredo. Oh, dairy. Dairy. With a glass and of milk. And then, yeah, every meal, breakfast and lunch is served with a cup of milk. And then what did we have for dinner? Oh, I had ramen. Yeah. Which was okay. But then we decided to go to Kiva Juice and Man. I had a milkshake. <laughs> you could have like not an idiot. had a milkshake. And I went poop seven times today. Went poop. <laughs> went poop is being uh, generous. And then it was I more like sneezing out of my ass. butt. But yeah, it's awful. Shit my own ass. Hey everyone, it is the Show Dependent Podcast. We are back with another beautiful, fantastic, gorgeous, amazing episode. Well, I thought you were describing me for a second. <laughs> I mean, I could. You use those words with me frequently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that is right. We are Show Dependent. It is a podcast where we sort of examine the things that we love and examine our codependent tendencies with those things. Why do we? say the things that we say why do we act the way that we do often because of the things that we love the media we've consumed my name is eddie and with me as always is my gorgeous other half mm-hmm. her name is kayla hello hi guys <laughs> and today we bring you an absolute classic a banger among bangers for wow. myself and, dare I say, for Kayla as well. Oh, absolutely. So it's a film that definitely, I think, steered my life in a certain direction. I think, you know, sort of doing this episode, breaking it down, watching this movie again, sort of got me thinking, is this the jumping off point for why I feel this way? Wow. So honestly, truly, I think you talk about show dependent. This is a show dependency right here, because I don't think if I didn't watch this film when I was a kid, and if it wasn't so pivotal to me back then, I don't think I would feel the same way today. Well, before we announce what we are doing, Kayla, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling about bringing up this film, going back to the year 1995? What's happening? Spring is here. Spring <laughs> has sprunk. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited because I got hit out of left field with this movie immediately Bonk. upon rewatch. And I was like, Jesus Christ, am I just hormonal or is this real? <laughs> I, I'm excited to talk about it because it simultaneously feels like, wow, this movie does a lot. But also, it's also a very simple film. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, well, shall we reveal what we are discussing today? Yeah, today we are going to be talking about the 1995 film, Babe. Babe. That's right, the piggy movie. The one about the little pig. One about He's the so little, cute. little oinky boy. Oh, the little, the little, the little swine. <laughs> I'm trying uh-huh. to think about other adjectives. That the porker. Little, little pop belly. The little, um, the little snorty. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. Just a sweet little boy. Ooh, little cloven feet. He's so cute. Little curly tails. <laughs> so cute. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's mm-hmm. get right into it with our meet cute. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we met this thing. 1995. Little four year old Eddie. <laughs> Living it up. Cute. Not a care in the world because very few memories were being formed, at least long lasting ones. I don't know about short term, but that doesn't really help me now at the age of 31. Mm-mm. Obviously. If I watched this film in 95, don't really remember it. When I got a little bit older, I want to say it was about when I was like seven, eight, nine, right in there. I think I've said it before, but I'm a sweet little boy. Little Eddie. (laughs) Still. Little Ed. Oh, still. Still. It's still in me. Still just a sweet little boy. Little guy. Am I six foot? Yeah. (laughs) You are six foot three. But I'm just a little boy. You are 31 years old. You have a mustache and a beard. A little boy. <laughs> oh, I can't do anything wrong. Just a little small boy. I was a sweet little boy who was afraid of the world, who, as my mother loves to bring up, because, I mean, she's a mom, and that's her, you know, I'm her Prerogative. first ever son. But she says, you know, oh, mijo, I remember back then when you were just little, all you would do is just hold on to my leg because you were just afraid to do Aww. anything. <laughs> So I was just, you know, I was just shy. I'm still shy now. Imagine me a million times more shy. So no, I was just afraid of everything. What I loved to do the most was to just watch TV shows, watch movies, play video games, and really immerse myself in those things. And for some reason, when I finally watched the movie Babe, it just clicked with me. Again, Babe's a sweet little boy. I'm a sweet little boy. It's like we were made for each other. I hear Babe's voice. I watch this movie and I am just like, oh my God, this is the sweetest little thing ever. Look how cute the little pig is. And not only that, but he absolutely kills it. Mm -hmm. He changes the game. Oh yeah. We will discuss further. But as a little teaser here, I don't believe that if I didn't see Babe, I wouldn't love pigs the way that I love them. Because I really do love pigs. I look at a cute pig, whether they're tiny or whether they're big, fat boys. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at that little thing. I want to give them a nice pat on the side mm-hmm. and just hang out. Do, would you say that pigs are your favorite non eh, The word non-domesticated is complicated with pigs. Anyway, is it your favorite animal? Because uh, you really like cats now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, cats would probably be my favorite pet animal, and pigs would probably be my favorite non-pet animal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're adorable. I think they're cute. If I if I didn't see Babe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it would have happened, because it definitely Life clicked. would be I, different. I remember having the Babe VHS and just putting it on all the time, and just, mm-hmm. like, maybe beginning my weird thing 
where I just have my sleep movies. But Babe was definitely, I think, one of them early on because I just, it was so soothing. It's so soothing to put on. It was soothing for a young Eddie. And watching it back, it was pretty soothing for a 31-year-old Eddie. Mm -hmm. So excited to talk about it more. Hooray! I came out the womb with this VHS in my hand. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, Um, the movie's not even made But this movie was released like a matter of weeks before I was born. Oh, damn. Um, So that was pretty nice because I kind of grew up with this movie, which is fun. So it's definitely one of my first movie memories by far. Like Eddie said, popping it into the VCR was something I did regularly. And I loved seeing all the sweet little baby animals. I was like, oh, look at the, look at the, the duckies and the cows. <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. And it's probably the reason why I developed an, an affinity for animal sounds oh, at such a young one. age. I don't one. know. Tell me an animal. I knew this, this was going to happen. Duck. No. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Like, I lost it. I haven't done it in a long time. Wow. Now, that wasn't super good. Pig. Horse. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, let's end with a sheep. Very nice. Anyway, Babe is the cutest little pig in the world. And I love him very much. And I would do anything to protect him at all costs. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even if yeah. it was just like 40 little different piglets all pretending to be the same pig. <laughs> I would and, protect all of them with my life. And they were in on it. God, like, oh, no. All of those pigs are dead now. Hey, chill out. My, <laughs> good, my good God. We can't be thinking about the lifespan of farm animals right now. <laughs> Oh, they're dead. Speaking of being dead, <laughs> let's talk about the movie Babe as a whole and yeah. the tragedy that strikes at the beginning with our next segment. We like to call it Getting to Know Each Other. Hit us with a recap of recap. the 1995 film Babe. There once was a pig who was really sad. His mom got taken away and then he was adopted on a whim. And then he decided, hey, I would like to be a sheepdog. And they said, that's weird, but you could try. And then he said, I will do it anyway. And then he did it at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, yeah. Did I hit all the major points? Funny enough, pretty much that's the film. That's the movie. Yeah. It's based off of a book, which was called The Sheep Pig. Yeah, or Babe the Gallant Pig. Ooh, Ooh gallantry. He Ooh. sounds like a knight. Oh, a little gentleman. Ooh, does he ride a horse and Ooh. wear armor? He sounds like a... Got a knight's helmet on. Got to be careful. Make, not, make sure not to hit his snout. Well, without further ado, let's get into the part of the relationship where you've already met them, you've gotten to know them, and now you are going steady and delving deeper into just who this person really is. And for us, we're going to delve into what the film Babe is really all about. Mm-hmm. First off, absolutely preposterous. Yeah. A revelation at the age of 31 that... And 26. <laughs> okay. That a young... I'm included. I was also extremely surprised and confused, okay? Hey, a young Eddie and Kayla... I literally, I saw this, you know, kids are dumb. 
I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I never, I never believed what you're about to say. You can say you're <laughs> dumb. Don't lump oh, me into this. Oh, right. that's why I said I'm. Thank you. I thought that these were all just real animals, that it was just real animals. And that, yeah, later on, I realized, oh, they're not actually acting. These pigs aren't actually talking. In fact, it was computer animation that was making their mouths move. Come to find out, almost, I mean, immediately upon rewatching it, because yeah. it just says it. When you're a kid, you don't read the fucking. Like you thread. can't read. You don't, well, you don't. You can't. You don't read like the beginning things. Yeah. No, I'm not paying attention to the, the opening, opening credits. credits. It immediately says like puppets provided by the Jim Henson Company, and we had to pause. I said, huh? <laughs> I said, what? Didn't they have animals acting here? What? What do you mean puppets? See, I was just like, I thought anything that needed to be animated was just CGI. You mean there's puppets in this movie? Yeah, and come to find out pretty freaking quick in this film that, yeah, in fact, there's a bunch of puppet animals in this. Wild. It's super, I mean, it's super well done. Oh, yeah, for sure. These puppets are impressive. Yeah, I mean, we, we were, I was, I don't know. If you know anything about Kayla, you know she loves puppets. And uh-huh. um, God, I wish you were a puppet right now. I wish. <laughs> God, if I could just not be alive and just only be made out of felt and God, wire. It's just one of like these ping pong ball eyes. I would of, do it. One of these days we have to because the thought of us as puppets is fucking adorable. If you guys know anybody who makes Muppet style puppets. Oh god. Please send us their our information. SHO dependent pod at gmail.com. Please let us know. I would love to commission an artist to create puppets of us because oh, oh be god. A dream. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? We would be insufferable for like oh two weeks to a oh, month. I need to sh- I need to tell this story very quickly. <laughs> when I was a, I think it was fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I don't know, somewhere in there. It all kind of blended together because I was sad. Anyway, I had... <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Tell I don't want to admit this to our audience. <laughs> I was weird. I was super freaking weird, guys. I made puppets out of um, granny squares. So my neighbor's mom had like some leftover granny squares and then she gave them to me. First of all, I I can't ignore this any longer. What the fuck is a granny square? Oh, okay. So like in crochet or yeah, it's usually crochet. I think it's a granny square is just like a little square made out of yarn. And it's usually got like a flower pattern or something. You use them as like pot holders sometimes. Oh, okay. Or like if you need to hold a bowl of soup. Oh, go on. Anyway. Patch of granny skin there. Skin. That's a granny square. Anyway, I turned some granny squares into um, two puppets. Love it. They were just eyes and mouths, really, which is kind of all you need to have a puppet. Technically um, a puppet. Names. Technically a puppet. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul the puppet was one. Love the alliteration. That's a good. Do you know what the female's name was? No, I can't remember. Paulina. <laughs> yeah, Paul and Paulina were my puppets, and I would yeah, bring them to school. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And I would sit on the playground and be like, "Hi, Paul. I'm Paulina." And I'd make them talk, <laughs> and they'd like 
bite <laughs> each other's head if they didn't want to hear each other talk. I a, had no friends. That is a perfect puppet bit, though. Oh, yeah. When um, they, like, bite each other. Yeah. Gorgeous. First of all, the picture in my head is absolutely adorable. But also, my God, I hope you were not in sixth grade doing this. Fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade, I'll be like, okay. I can't. I cannot say. It just, um, it just I want to say fourth. Freshman year of high school. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Paul. Oh, my God. If there was a puppetry class in high school, I, that I would have had no other life. I would have just had puppets. Well, let me just bring it back because we would definitely be insufferable. I just picture us, if we had puppets of ourselves, uh-huh. it'd be a good at least month of us just like holding our puppets and being like, Oh, we oh, would hey. only communicate <laughs> through puppet. And have the little like wire that holds their hand and just like, yeah. hey there, high five. And just going for it. Yeah, we wouldn't like hug or kiss or anything. No, for a month, <laughs> it would only be puppet on puppet contact. It would be like you laying on the bed and then you just see my puppet pop up from the corner. Oh my God. <laughs> just, hey there. Hi. And then I do the Muppet thing where I run and my limbs just uh, go all over. Uh-huh. Oh my God. But the, babe. Babe. We got to refocus. Babe. We, we, refocus, babe. <laughs> babe. Isn't focus. it wild that so many couples name each other after this pig? Nice. It's a good one. Good. I like it. Appreciate it. There are puppets in this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when you watch it, it's pretty obvious because you're like, huh, those animals aren't really moving, but they're like very articulate with their mouths. And then we saw behind the scenes, and yeah, people built really intricate and really lifelike looking puppets of sheep and pigs and dogs. How do people do this? Wild, wild. Honestly, they are challenging God with their talents. Mm-hmm. Insane. Like the detail. When we were watching that behind the scenes footage of the lamb mm-hmm. being built or the sheep, it was a sheep. That was just crazy because they did a side by side of the puppet and an actual sheep. And I was like, I couldn't tell the difference if I didn't see that exoskeleton just get assembled. Crazy. Yeah, they had like. I don't know. They had like five sheep standing, five sheep puppets, some sheepets standing, <laughs> and they were just hanging out. And I was like, wait a minute. Are those all puppets? I thought that was just an actual herd of sheep. Yeah. And obviously, not only did they make it, but they go into like doing all the mannerisms and how to like move their ears and their mouths correctly. And it's mm-hmm. just puppeteers are insane. Oh, yeah. Another thing that's insane is legitimately say it as a joke. Oh, just a jest at first. But the animal actors in this film, pretty fucking solid. Honestly, I felt moved. There were times where I was like, this fucking pig, this dog, mm-hmm. this they sheep. Are fucking acting. acting. Right now. <laughs> like, who t- is there an Oscar for best animal actor? Because there should be. It should have been the babe sweep at the Oscars mm-hmm. that year. And babe did win an Oscar. Hey, never forget. Never forget, they won, what, best best special effects? Yeah, something like that. In, like, the 1996 Oscars or something? I don't I know. I guess. I don't fucking know. No, they won an Oscar, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of love and work that went into it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only, I think the only thing that really registered as a puppet to me as a child were, like, the little mice... <laughs> that do like the Greek chorus introduction of the title of each chapter in this movie. Yeah, which was definitely watching it back. I remembered it, but I didn't remember it. Mm-hmm. 
But then we learned a fun fact because we did a little research. Obviously, we did a little behind the scenes watching a little bit more than we do on most show dependent episodes. Mm-hmm. This one deserved the attention. Read a little wiki entry that said that the mouse chorus, the Morris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just blending words today. That's Eddie's bit for the day. That they were only added because, as Kayla said, this movie is based on a book. And to keep it like the book, they decided to put the movie in chapters. They had just text on the screen. And apparently in test screenings, children would just stare at the screen and not be able to read, as we already said. Mm-hmm. And so the creator said, oh, I guess we want the kids to know what's happening. Let's just add some mice that will read the words to them. Yeah. That's the only reason why the mice, wow, the mices were added to the movie. Also, you can't really understand what the mice are saying. No, it it doesn't. If you're not British (laughs) and you don't listen to squeaky's voices in British, Uh like, I, I don't know. I couldn't understand them most of the time. No, I was like, there are mice I can read, so this isn't a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I wish I could read this without listening to this high pitched squeech. Squeech? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, the squeech is from the Mishkas. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Before we go to the next part, do just have to say, obviously, we brought it up. Last note on the special effects is that the CGI on the animals' mouths when they talk is. Some of the best, I think, ever done because it definitely holds up still today. Yeah. And you could go back and watch it. And yes, you know that it's 1995. But honestly, I mean, how many shitty animal talking movies, baby talking movies are there out there? There's a lot more than you probably think. (laughs) Yeah, more than most of us care to think about. If you go to Netflix and just search like animal movies, there are endless a billion that you've never heard of Mm-mm. like whole series like netflix is greenlit like whole series is on like talking animals that like no one knows and yet they have like three seasons insane but the cgi is so bad and then 1995 babe it's some of the best oh it's so good it holds very up. seldom is it like oh that looks a little funny yeah For the most part, it looks like the animals are actually talking. Yeah, it naturally looks like that. Oh, if a dog were to talk, that's how a dog would talk. Mm -hmm. If a pig would talk. I mean, Babe's mouth is in puppet form and CGI form. It's just he's very expressive. And it's like, yes, if Babe is talking right now, why is no one talking about the fact that they trained a pig to talk English? (laughs) Because this is insane. Uh... God, he's so cute. Not only one, but 45 other pigs. Oh, my God. So many pigs on set. Mm-hmm. Oh, the smells. Speciesism, racism. Dogs are cops. Yes, they are. This is a fact. We don't like cops here on Show Dependent. Uh-huh. cab. Don't talk right. to cops and don't talk to dogs. You these know dogs what? are racist as hell. Facts. Yeah. In this you movie. Put sauce on that. In this movie, the dogs not only think, but they know that they are smarter than all other animals. Because the way these dogs be talking is the way cops talk to you when you haven't done anything wrong, but they want to give you a ticket because you're brown. Mm-hmm. They're just I like, can't relate, but yes. <laughs> oh, I've been there. These dogs just, as soon as Babe shows up, they're like, hey, look at that stupid pig. And Babe's like, hey, yo, I am right next to you. And also... also- 
I'm not dumb. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little boy. kid. Sweet boy. I'm so cute and small and sad. It has to, yeah. It has to be said right now, though, babe. He don't take no shit. Oh no, he stands up for himself. Like babe's a sweet little boy, but he's not gonna let that stop him from being like, "Hey, watch yourself." Pigs aren't dumb. Yeah, because even though he was scared, he still had it in him. Because not everyone does. Oh, I know I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, "You're right, I'm stupid." I'd be like, <laughs> just crying. Hey, we <laughs> established last episode. That's what I do, okay? Hey, but a young Eddie, when he was challenged by anyone, the, the go-to was to cower and hide. Just get out of the situation. Where's my mother's leg? Because I need something mm-hmm. to hold on to. I need to, to hold to, on to it. So I can be grounded. Yep. Yeah, but babe, stand, he immediately stands up for himself, which I think is commendable. Absolutely. Especially imagine, in that environment. Yeah, you're, you're just stripped away. Surrounded by like six cops. Just Ugh. like, and you're just not even Not even cops. Baby cops and oh their mom. God, no, <laughs> scary. My God, that is terrifying. Because mm-hmm. they'll just be like, you know, my my husband is a cop, and he'll come down here and he'll deport you, Mexican. And I'm just like, hey, what the fuck? I'm just a little pig. Oink. I'm just at Chipotle. I'm just trying to get a burrito. You're in a Mexican mm-hmm. restaurant. <laughs> what, yeah. what is this all about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, rude. What? The what's dogs her name? Are so mean. Fly. Fly. Yes. The uh, wife the of matriarch. The cop. Yes, the mama cop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she says it like so matter of fact, like, "Oh, that's a pig. Pigs are dumb, and we're smarter than them." Yep. And then she's singing to her pups. Yeah, but just once again, why is racism still here? Because we just keep promoting it to the next generation it's through taught. these racist ass pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And. The dogs here are definitely not doing the next generation any favors. No. Oh, no. I'd like to think that Fly and Rex's pups actually got to learn this lesson on their own somehow. Because they they had to leave the farm before they got to see Baby the way he was. I know, right? So they they got fucking radicalized. And then Mm -hmm. before they could see the change and like talk to a pig and experience it, because they hung out with Babe, yes, a little bit. But they didn't get to see him sheepdog it up, change mm-hmm. the game, silence the critics. They yeah. just got radicalized. Like, yeah, pigs are dumb. Fuck yeah, I'm ready to go out there. And just, I'm going to be a sheepdog. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are stupid, too. Is that, these fucking dog cops talk they about hate sheep, sheep so as much. As if they are just the scum of the earth. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're actually really nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, how how'd you feel about the dog cops? They were... They were so much more aggressive than I remembered. Oh, Because, like, yeah. in my memory, in, like, my childhood memory, I was just like, oh, Fly <laughs> is such a good mom. Mama. Fly loves Babe. Uh-huh. She's so sweet. Like, she wouldn't let anything hurt him. She takes care of... That's literally the only thing I remember. I didn't remember, like, the anti-sheep, anti-pig, like, matter-of-fact, like... If you don't degrade people, they won't listen to you. Yeah, it was like totally just ridiculous, like colonization ideals. Mm -hmm. The dogs were, yeah, because they were trying to teach Babe how to become a sheepdog. Fly even taught Babe, she said, if you, if they won't take you seriously, bite them. Yeah, be physically aggressive. 
towards mm -hmm. them to break their will and break them into submission. It's like, where have I heard this before? Let me go read boss. a book by fucking Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. or fucking uh, Hernan Cortez or anyone who just, yeah. you know, I mean, you think about, and granted, we're in the United States of America, so we didn't learn a lot hey. in school, but you can hey. access the internet and see pretty much any text from a colonizer, well, a colonizer speaks of the people of the land they're invading as like scum of the earth mm -hmm. and says like Uncivilized. In, or in order to save them we can connect it to the north americas in order to like save native americans they had to like break the will and break their soul and then that's mm -hmm. how we could control them right yeah and right here they're doing the same thing mm -hmm. these dog cops are just like hey fucking beat their ass <laughs> they're not yeah. gonna listen to you it's not cool that sheep has cocaine planted on it another like beat his oh. ass. <laughs> i think this like ties in really well kind of just like to you know a more quote-unquote radical mindset uh -huh. that babe kind of pushes against yeah. is the idea for an animal to have worth it mm. must have a purpose Right. Which yeah. is not true because like if we're looking at things for more of like a I don't know, I don't wanna I don't wanna assign it to any faith, but it does remind me a little bit of Buddhism in that like everything <laughs> everything mo <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I was mo gonna make a butter <laughs> joke and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mo um, Buddha mo more better. <laughs> There you, there you go. go. There you go. Honestly, I want that on a shirt now. <laughs> and it's a Buddha sculpture made out of butter. Yeah. More Buddha, more bit. And it's just on a more stack butter. of yeah. And it's on a stack of pancakes. Oof, delicious. Ooh. Anyway, all life inherently has value. Mm. Say it again. All life inherently has value. Love just it. because it doesn't fit your purpose or your desire doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. Speciesism. Yeah. And that's I, the thing is because like the dogs have been so brainwashed by their masters, the humans, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they believe the narrative that they've been programmed to believe in, which oh, is yeah. you are better than every animal here because you serve me. Yeah. How sad is that to drive all of your, but I guess that's what some people get, you know, from God is <laughs> like, Oh, the reason I'm better than everybody else is because I believe in God and God likes me more. Right. Some yeah. people think like that. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. They mm. use their, you know, they use their faith to kind of brainwash themselves into that self-righteous behavior of justifying their colonist actions. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, for sure. I mean, manifest destiny. We deserve this land. We were chosen mm -hmm. to have it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the question, what's an animal's purpose you need to be, I don't know, productive, helpful mm -hmm. in order to have purpose. Yeah. And it's funny because the cat is like, well, why do you think they like me? I'm beautiful and they get to pet <laughs> me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, cat. We get it. It's like, yeah, that's something a cat would say. If she was actually useful on the farm, though, like if we're actually looking at utility, oh, I mean, yeah. she could a be a mouser. Yeah, yeah. If she was a barn cat, but she's not. She just sits inside. Fluffy little thing. And they just throw her out in the rain. And she's like, help me. Help me. I know. I felt so sad for the cat. I, I know you don't. I know you don't like the cat. But for me, I was just like, oh, this is a little meow. No. She <laughs> hurt, babe. She deserved I it. I know. You're right. 
She needed a little bit of a lesson. So you're my little baby boy. Anyway, if an animal doesn't have a purpose, they get eaten is yeah, basically that's, the argument. That that's, they how they, that's how they explain because they have the whole Christmas dinner situation. And obviously they play with expectations and get you to think like, fuck, are they going to kill Babe? Because the, the wife wants to have a ham for dinner. And then they play with your expectations again and think that maybe, uh-oh, they took the duck that we saw. Ferdinand. Ferdinand meddling around earlier in the film. But it turns out neither of them died, but they sort of use this explanation as like, well, why do they eat like ducks and pigs, but they don't eat the dogs? They say, oh, because dogs are, have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And pigs and ducks and, I don't know, cows don't. It is crazy. It's crazy to think. But that's true. That's how humans mostly I mean, that's how humans it. justify eating animals and also just like how they justify degradating and holding down other humans. Mm-hmm. As they just like belittle them. And, you know, I mean, again, to use the fucking uh, North American old fucking bullshit, it's like, you know, you have to kill the savage to mm-hmm. save the man. That whole just yeah. racist ass. Yeah, extremely problematic. Native Americans are. Mm-hmm. worthless to the colonizers unless yeah. they believe what colonizers believe and embrace our heritage mm-hmm. their heritage is has no purpose yeah so unless they embrace ours they have no purpose Ugh. well and that's like the thing that fly tries to do she tries to colonize babe but he refuses oh, yeah. he's is like him? no I, I understand i can participate but I don't have to do it the way that you do. Because your uh, way a, isn't the right way. It's a just king. a way. But uh-huh. I can do this in a way that doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't scare anybody. Mm. And everybody is okay in the end. And yeah. the goal still gets accomplished. Oh, absolutely. It's funny you say those words. Because speaking of uh, scaring and hurting people, mm-hmm. the most cop character in this whole film goes by the name of Rex. Perfect. It couldn't be more <laughs> on the nose. And he is the like head. He's what is he? I mean, he's, he's Fly's husband. Well, yeah, he's like the husband. alpha of yeah. the farm. And he's like a breeding dog, so you know he's used to fucking. Oh, he's got them balls. <laughs> he got them balls. Them tanks be hanging, dog. You know that this cop has the truck nuts. Oh. And Re- no. Rex is 100% just a white cop who loves things the way they are. He loves being in power, loves just having people under his boot. Mm-hmm. You know, very much the guy that you see in middle school, high school, who's a dick and a bully and treats everyone like shit. And you ask him what he wants to do in the future, and he says he wants to be a cop. The red flags are fucking flying. No! get this man therapy instead please Please. man this guy is going to kill someone (laughs) oh like within the first year of the job because he just wants a power he just Mm -hmm. or he just wants to go on a power trip yeah rex is very aggressive with the other animals which is racist Mm -hmm. it's all based on i'm better you trust me he even says the line because the duck uh got babe into trouble because there was a robo duck no. What mechanical is rooster. Sorry. Because there was a mechanical rooster, an alarm clock, and the duck, for some reason, liked to do the rooster's job of waking everyone up. They try and go kill the mechanical rooster. Obviously, Babe and the duck, Ferdinand, 
sorry, they get caught. And Rex just tells them, like, hey, I know Ferdinand's not here, babe, but when you see him next time, you let him know that a duck is supposed to do what a duck's supposed to do, and he ain't supposed to try and be anything else than he is. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, just reinforcing that, what, that speciesist, racist Maintain the like, status quo. You are who you are and don't ever try and be anything else. Mm-hmm. You were born dirt, you're going to die dirt because you're lower than us. Yeah. And, of course, like any cop does, this man beats his wife. <laughs> obviously we know this is not a hundred percent true <laughs> hey. however numbers numbers definitely support the claim however if you take a look at statistics the majority of uh domestic abuse situations in the country of the united states are by cops i like how you put on glasses to say that stuff. oh <laughs> that was I great had to, mm-hmm, had to mm-hmm. just I know that the listeners, they could hear like, the glasses. Oh, they're like, oh, yes, this has a... So wait a minute. He's mm-hmm. not just claiming anything anymore. He's saying facts. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, he, he beats the shit out of Fly. I completely forgot that this happened. I like, didn't I, remember it either. I, like, forgot Rex as a whole. I thought this movie yeah. was just sweet and wholesome. Yeah. I think and, we, uh, we probably repressed it because it's scary and sad. Yeah, he, he beats the hell out of his wife. Because yeah. they get in like a fight because he's yeah. like, why the hell are you trying to get this pig to do our job? What the, hey, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you teaching that pig to be more than just a pig? Mm-hmm. And it's also after Fly is like sad because her, all of her pups got taken and adopted <laughs> away. So yeah. she's like bummed out. And then Babe hits. Should we save this line? I'll save it till later. I'll save it till later. But basically, Babe is like her replacement kid uh-huh. and she's just trying to like you know just raise him, help right. him out and love him and they get in a big fight and he hurts her yeah like it injures her paw and he's straight up like you know how dogs fight you've seen dogs fight before probably mm-hmm. just starts fucking like biting her and just yeah. going after her Shouts out to the voice actor who voices Rex. He scared me. It's Hugo Weaving. He's He's got a great voice, and I was very unnerved and yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he definitely yelled. scary. Yeah, yeah he, he yelled at her, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, just, you know, just, <laughs> just like... And the hey. farmer was like, hey, yo, knock it off. Yeah, he goes up there and starts swinging. They have to sedate Rex because yeah. he's way too aggressive. And they're like, we could cut off his balls. And we're like, we use him to breed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but can he still fuck? <laughs> we can't chop off those golden balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the short, but, the, uh, the short yeah, of Rex is just, well, we'll get to the last point here on this whole dog cop situation. But Rex had trauma. He blames sheep for his trauma because there were sheep lost in a, like a rainstorm and he kept barking and yelling at them, scaring them more, wonder why it didn't help. But the sheep were so scared by the whole situation that they ended up drowning because they were just sort of, you know, fight, flight or freeze and they froze. And because of that, Rex was found like floating on a tree branch just took weeks to recover in front of the fire and since then he's pretty much almost deaf so Mm -hmm. being a good sheepdog he was supposed to compete 
but because he was deaf, it's kind of like he lost his whole like trajectory Edge. of his life. Mm-hmm. And so he just blames the sheep. So I feel like every time we bring up a new fact, it just attaches itself more to like racists and mm-hmm. why are they the way that they are? Yep. Because he just sort of got slighted by whoever in the past yeah. and now says like, oh, because of this one thing, all of them are like that. Yep. That's how it goes. Definitely feel like Rex drinks. Like he's just throwing up, <laughs> throwing back a couple cervezas. Bears. Yeah. Just lots of bears. Whiskey's on the bad nights. Got his little flask and just, just tossing them in the doggy bowl. Mm-hmm. I like to picture he takes the flask out, opens it yeah. up, and then pours it in the doggy bowl, throws yeah. the flask, and then gets down on all fours and drinks it. There you go. So yeah, Rex. As all cops drink. Absolutely. A cop loves his violence the way he loves his beer. Domestic. Domestic. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there it is. There hey, it is. but to bring it all around, like all copaganda does, it has the dog cops sort of pull a 180 and come around by the end to be helpful and support Babe and be pivotal to the happy ending that this And a little had. less mean to the sheep. Oh, yes. Just a little less. They're still kind of rude, but they're a little less mean. They're like, oh, we won't we won't call you the uh, the N word to your face. We'll just say it behind your back now. Yeah, we'll just say it on camera. Oh, yeah. And then delete it. Yeah, well, then we'll turn it off. Well, the body cam wasn't on. When we Uh, beat you. I don't know why it wasn't on for this 30 second beating that we did on this man. But, uh, you know, technology. It happens. Yeah, they come around. They're helpful. What's the password? We get the password. Uh, Thank you, Rex. I just feel like Fly, you should leave his ass because he beats you. Yeah, Fly. Honestly, you're better than him. It's a bad situation. Hey, he did it once to you already. He's still drinking. Oh, yeah. What do you think's going to change? <laughs> how, how, do you think, how do you think Rex reacted to the news that Babe was successful? Was he proud or was he jealous? I think he was a little jealous. I think he was mostly jealous. A little jealous, pissed off. Oh, can we pivot to something like cute instead of just awful? Yeah, babe got a little dark. Babe was surprisingly dark. Yeah, more than I remembered. Yeah. This well, what's movie, adorable? This, oh, we got to talk about babe because he's the cutest little thing in the world. And it's probably the reason why I love pigs. Honestly, so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, The voice actor that voices babe is also the same person that um, did Chucky Finster's voice in the Rugrats. Yeah. And she is so talented. It's great. And it's yeah. just children just don't make these connections. Hearing it, it's just, wow, that is Chucky Finster. That is Chucky. That is just babe his Babe is Chucky. Chucky is Babe. They are the same. And they're pretty similar, at least at the base. In temperament? In temperament. They're mm-hmm. both sweet little boys. Their moms are both dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh no oh that's i literally within like two minutes of this movie i cried i was like this is stupid why am i already crying i didn't even really again i gotta stop saying again i didn't really remember what happened at the beginning but the beginning just sets it up i mean makes sense we kind of got to get babe away from the other pigs but he has his mother i'm gonna say ripped away from him because he's raised in like a meat processing farm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the narrator says it in like the sweet, innocent way that 
all the little piglets probably believe because they don't know any better is all the pigs knew that the bigger they got, the sooner they got, then they would be able to go to Piggy Paradise, a place so nice that no one ever came back. Uh. And it's just like, no. And then you just see like meat processing on the side and you just mm. see all the big, cute mamas just walking over to the fucking truck. And then you just see Babe because they point out that well, one of the piglets was smart, maybe too smart for his own good. And you just see a sad little pig there. And all this says is sticking his snout out the fence. He's yeah. like, Bye, Bob. He's just, no. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, my God. Aww. It's so sad. And then immediately after he gets won by Farmer Hoggett mm-hmm. at the fair and they go pick him up. Yeah. He fly meets him mm-hmm. and she's like, what's your name? He's like, I'm a big white or whatever. His breed <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. His species. He's like, not your breed. What's your name? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. She's like, what did your mom call you? She's like, we called. She called us all the same. And what was that? She called us all babe. And that's where we get his name. Mama just called him all babe, and that's why his name's Babe. I wish we could have met his mom. Oh. She's probably a sweet lady. I would hope so. She made Babe. Oh, my God. I'm so sad all of a sudden. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun, lighthearted It's so episode. unbearably sad. <laughs> I'm just like, man. Okay. Just... We'll, get, we'll get the one last sad line out. Okay. Okay? And then yeah. we can get on the up and up and, and be then happy Then we'll again. start making jokes. Yeah, that would be fun, guys. <laughs> About how dogs are cops and beat their <laughs> Oh, God. The last sad line uh-huh. is, well, it's bittersweet. After flies, pups all get adopted. She's really sad. Oh. And she's like real down low and just won't look at Rex, doesn't want to move. She's just yeah. really sad and upset. Which, um, is, which is definitely very sad. Oh, it's always extremely depressing when you see animals lose their children. People losing their children as well, obviously. But yeah, it definitely sort of, if I could just add real quick, it definitely sort of equates to Babe losing his mom and like Mm -hmm. just the inevitability of that. You know, I don't know. I mean, as humans, like you said, we experience the sadness. I mean, there's very few things as sad as like parents losing their child. Mm -hmm. But then it's also like, God, we do this to animals all the time. And if they have Mm -hmm. like, we don't know, but if they have like any sort of base level understanding, which I'm sure they do. I mean, we've seen that animals can be sad and be heartbroken. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, that's so sad. But Fly is really down that night after all the pups got adopted. Babe like, comes into the pen where she was laying. She's like, he says, Fly, could I call you mob? And I <laughs> lost my goddamn mind. Uh-huh. because I just, I, my heart broke. My heart it's so, is it's broken. It's so sweet, yeah. Because he lost his mom, yep. and she lost her kids, and then they they had each other, and I can't <laughs> think of a nicer thing. Oh, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. And then Fly just, like, starts She doesn't licking. even respond. She just She's, gives him some licks. Yeah, like, like, I love yeah, you, yeah. babe. So cute. Meanwhile, Rex is in the back just pounding fucking Bud Lights. <laughs> Rex literally comes in and I like to picture he just said like, hey, get over it. 
and then just yeah. leaves and like goes to work. Mm-hmm. It takes a shot of fucking doers and then goes to clock in an eight hour shift. Yep, 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 yep. God, babe is so pure. Mm-hmm. It His really heart is. is just golden and pure golden heart to a fault at times. He's gallant. Oh, that's a very good adjective. What a gallant pig. Mm-hmm. But very brave. Very, very brave little pig because babe is a piglet, essentially. Right? Yes? No? Yeah. I mean, he's a piglet for way too long. Are um, baby pigs called piglets? Yes? Yes, dear. Am I just like second guessing the hell out of myself right yes, now? Yes, you are. Okay. You are correct. Piglets <laughs> are baby pigs. But yeah, he's a piglet throughout the whole film. He, Which is not possible. It's uh, But that's the thing. Piglets I mean, yeah, pigs grow very Become pigs real quick. Yeah. But it's also like this movie, I feel, takes place over kind of like a week. Oh, I know definitely it doesn't. not, dear. It's I know like, it doesn't, it's but like it, six months. It feels like a very short. At least like his training, I got to feel that was like a week. Because they don't really spend that much time on it. Well, it's because they have bigger, more important things to do. Yeah, but uh, brave ass babe, on Christmas morn, he hears some commotion down at the little uh, sheep pen area. He's not mm. supposed to go out there, but he's a gallant pig. He goes out there because he hears a ruckus. And when he gets down there, he sees fucking poachers and their dog terrorizing the sheep and stealing them. On Christmas morning. Uh, so he fucking like runs back and alerts Rex and Fly, who alert Arthur Hoggett. And then they get down there and... Um, a lot of the flock got taken. A lot of the flock are gone. So it shows his bravery there. They wouldn't have been been able to know that if it wasn't for Babe being brave enough to leave. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when he bonds with an old sheep named Ma. Ma! <laughs> Sorry. You're going to hear more sheep sounds later. Uh-huh. When he bonds with her and sort of wins over the trust of the sheep, one day, which is very funny, we haven't brought up yet, but all the sheep... They don't call dogs dogs. They call them all wolves. All dogs are wolves. So even a wolf, I mean, a wolf is a wolf, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's true. All right? cops are bastards. Oh, is right? that really what that was code for? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. What would it be? A all dogs B, are wolves. A dow. A dow. A dow. <laughs> yeah. Just picture the sheep saying a dow. A dow. Anyways, wolves, dogs, they show up and they just fucking attack the sheep. Yep, they like start wild, trying to munch them. They're like wild dogs. And unfortunately, as Babe runs, well, fortunately, Babe runs in and just fucking takes on these dogs. Oh, he's a, yeah. He's a little piglet. And he's throwing headbutts. He's mm-hmm. ramming into them and scares them off. Yeah. He gets them off of there. But unfortunately, he's a little too late. And fucking Ma, we see Ma getting like bitten and torn into by a fucking dog mm-hmm. and ma dies it's so sad yeah because she said because she loved she oh was she loved babe so much <laughs> from the first time they met she said uh-huh. you're such a sweet little thing that's a sweet boy don't be like you know don't be you don't want to be like a wolf yeah you don't want to be rude you don't want to be mean you should be you you got to be yourself that's what mm-hmm. i learned from ma is you can be a sheepdog, or you can, you know, do these different things, but you have to still be you. You still have to be kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ma! Ma! 
And she was so nice. She was so old. Mm-hmm. Very old lady. <laughs> old, very old lady sheep. Yeah. Oh, poor oh. baby. No. And then they tried to frame Babe for Ma's <laughs> death, which was wild. Yeah, a ridiculous just story beat. Like, oh, we're going to kill Babe because he murdered the sheep. How could Babe do? He's a whittle porker, but he will not eat a sheep. Uh-huh. It's like, did you, Arthur, did you even look at the sheep's body? Did you do basic, like, forensic <laughs> work and look and see, oh, this doesn't look like a pig did this. How many times have we heard of a pig attacking a sheep? Also, the only reason Babe had blood on his nose is because he was nuzzling Ma to make sure she was okay. Uh huh. Arthur, don't act like you did not hear Babe talking to Ma (laughs) (laughs) and being sad. Are you not made privy to these conversations, Arthur the human man? Exactly. And he's just like, puts Babe in a shed and like goes and gets his fucking double barrel shoddy. And points the thing at Babe and is about to kill him until... Meanwhile, Babe's like, ooh, are there treats coming? Yeah, the sweet narrator says, oh, pigs were conditioned to believe and understand that within the barrels of a fucking shotgun, there were nice (laughs) nice treats. Uh, More or less words, yeah. That's basically what he says. So (sighs) innocent. But Fly shows up, saves him. Thank goodness. For some reason... They can communicate that. I I can't even really. I don't know. Anyway, Babe lives. Yay. Babe lives. He succeeded by being himself and being kind. I think this just sort of brings brings apart my little section where I talk about pigs and what they've meant to me. Mm -hmm. Because watching this as a kid, Babe, I really do think it was the introduction. It was the reason that I love pigs to this day. Even the big fat boys. I'm like, yeah, baby. That's a big boy right there. Mm-hmm. And through Babe, I think, is also the reason why I loved Ham from Toy Story. Because, hey, it's also a pig. I know he's a piggy pank, but he's also a pig. Mm-hmm. So much so that <laughs> I had a little, I want to say it was from McDonald's or something. Like McDonald's Burger King, they did a toy line where there was like a little ham puppet. That could go on your hand and you could put like your (laughs) fingers through his feet to like make him walk. And I fucking love this thing. Young Eddie, sweet boy. I had stuffed animals that I still have to this day because I'm 31 years old, but I'm still a sweet little boy. Oh, you're just a little boy. And I'm very nostalgic. So I, I feel like I can't get rid of these things. Like my little Mario, my little Yoshi. I have this like dog um stuffed animal that my mom gave me that i still have i digress this pig puppet this ham puppet was my everything i legitimately like slept with it every night like i had it under my pillow or next to me and i just loved this thing it started like losing an ear and had a cut in it and got super dirty and still i just loved it so much so much so that (laughs) one night i lost it no And I legitimately want to say it was like three, four hours. I was looking for it and I was losing my mind. Like I was just pacing and checking the same thing again and again and again. And like, where is it? Where is it? I can't go to sleep. I can't do anything. I could not find this thing. And it's just a vivid memory in my head that like I I couldn't move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I need this. This is my pig. 
and I lost it and I need it back. And I ended up like after three, four hours finding it like behind the TV of like our our living room. I don't know, you know, huh? Kids. Kids, huh? I I think I might have found a photo of it. I don't I think it was a Burger King toy. Was it? See, I said McDonald's a Burger King. Yeah, (laughs) that's the one. I still have it in here. Oh, there he is. It's so cute. If you guys just Google Burger King toy. I mean, we could post it, maybe. Adorable. He's so cute. But I still have it. And funny enough, the last thing I'll say about this, because I found it. Everything was fine. It was all good. But I found out, like, you know, years later when I was older and kind of grew out of it. And one day I was just cleaning or something in the house. And I found another one that was like in plastic and like perfectly fine and new. And I was like, oh, this is like my pig. Like, why do you have another one? And again, my mom being sweet and stuff, she said, oh, I knew that you loved it so much that I had to get you another one in case you lost the first one. Like you had another one so you wouldn't be sad. So pigs are definitely a big thing for me. Mm hmm. Arthur Hoggett. Yes. A good guy. Yeah, perfect last name to own pigs. <laughs> and then he doesn't even own pigs. He owns one pig. But it's funny because when he strolls up and as the narrator says, shares a moment with Babe. Oh. You're just in your head thinking, wow, this guy could not be more made <laughs> for Babe. His last name is freaking Hogg in it. Mm-hmm. Arthur Hoggett, just like Babe, a heart of gold. Uh-huh. He's so quiet, yeah. but he's so likable. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the actor that plays him. Oh, I have not a clue. Not a, not a, not a twinkling in my brain of what oh. that man's name is. Not but one synapse firing. No, he's very sweet. And he's got a, a cute little, cute little face. Very charming. Uh-huh. And it definitely shows that he cares about his animals. Mm-hmm. He's one of these farmers that, yeah... It is what it is, I guess, because it's that situation. You can respect the animals, I guess, and also eat them and recognize Mm -hmm. that as a part of life. And I guess a part of life. I I backtrack on that immediately, but recognize that as a thing that just it happens. Yeah. Choose to take their life to keep your life going and keep yourself sustained. Yeah. It's also interesting because he's got like that, that moral line that the narrator says is, Every animal on the farm knew that if you killed another animal, your life would be taken. Oh, as yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is why yeah. Babe was almost put down because <laughs> Hoggett's got the Hoggett has that rule. If another animal kills another animal on uh-huh. the farm, they are gone. Right. Which brings me to a weird point. I don't know. It just <laughs> it just connected in my brain that it also goes along the same lines as to why. People kill wild animals when they kill and eat people. Mm -hmm. And I sort of heard something interesting that makes it make a little more sense. Is that because humans eat so much sugar and processed things, it makes our meat sweeter to wild animals. And so it, it does kind of like if a bear eats a human, they'd be like, huh, this shit is hitting right Mm -hmm. now busting busting yeah oh nice barbecue glaze Mm. on that dentist right there that's just a diabetic man Uh uh-huh and they just in a way would be more prone to being like hey i know i just killed a human but 
I see one right there. And that meat last time was, mm-mm-mm. so why don't mm-hmm. I do it again? So I could see where Arthur's coming from. It's like, you get the taste. Can't have the animals getting the taste for one another. Yeah. So he's got to take them out. Still doesn't excuse him pointing the fucking blicky at my man, babe, but. Oh, but the boy, he thought he was going to get food. <laughs> he didn't even know. Had no clue. But Arthur shows that he cares about his animals. He actually spared Babe's life. Kind of for like a selfish reason. But his wife wanted to eat him. He's like, well, if we let him grow, we could probably get a prize for him in the summer. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love prizes because I'm a silly lady and I like my trophies and my ribbons and I make jam. Those Mm -hmm. are my characteristics. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, And then she falls for it and he gets to live. Yeah, he saves Babe. Babe. He knew there was something going on with Babe. He could tell. They locked eyes and Babe pissed, and then it was it. Uh huh. They said, oh, 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 love that pig. Mm-hmm. Good pig. Yeah, he knows there's something in Babe. He sort of recognizes one day that when Babe is out there talking to the chickens, they sorted themselves by color. Very strange. Very odd. Then on a hunch, he has Babe go with the sheep. And then it turns out that Babe is able to get the sheep to walk in like perfect formation out of the pen. Mm-hmm. So Arthur is just like, what the fuck? You got to believe this man was just questioning everything he's learned in his life. It's pretty wild. But then Babe gets, gets scared. Because mm-hmm. the cat tells him after he's been welcomed into the home. Hey, yeah. guess what, little pig? They're going to eat you. And he's like, what do you mean? Is it true? <laughs> I've never heard of this like, before. Yeah, it's true. And then Babe loses his goddamn mind and goes, sleeps out in the rain, almost gets sick. Right. Yeah. He goes and like runs away and hides. Oh, mm-hmm. poor thing. The little baby. But then Hoggett finds him and like tries to get some fluid in him, gives him a baby bottle with some water. Because what is it? He calls a vet and the vet says that Babe just won't eat anything. He's not eating, and if you don't get fluids into him, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Oh, Babe was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Little boy. But then Hoggett, through the inspiration of song and dance, heals Babe's broken heart. Oh, it's so sweet. It's a moment that I felt was kind of out of left field. Oh, absolutely. It's very odd. But God damn it, if it's not one of the sweetest moments in the film. Because mm-hmm. you see just a little Babe. Just laying down. On the couch. On under the couch, a blanket. And Hoggett's just sort of, what, petting him? Yeah, he's like, what's wrong, bud? Trying to get him. And Babe's just super sad. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to be eaten, man. I'm not trying to die out here. And then Arthur Hoggett sings a song. A song I had never heard until this movie. No, and funny enough, because I think this movie is like set in the year that it was released. Like around 95, mm-hmm. maybe. Because the song that he sings, you would think, you would think for a movie based on a book that seems old, he would maybe sing some old song from the 1700s, 1800s, something, yeah. you know, a classic traditional farmer song or something. Yeah. But he sings a song that's from like the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called If I Had Words. I didn't write down who it's by, but you could search If I Had Words, babe film don't forget to put film because you put if i had words babe and it's just a a million other types Mm -hmm. of love songs right but the lyrics go 
If I had words to make a day for you, I'd sing you a morning golden and new. I would make this day last for all time, give you a night deep in moonshine. Which, which I think not only is a very sweet person to person, but I think it's even sweeter from like human to animal. Oh, yeah. Because little babe, pigs, they don't have as much life in them as humans do. So it's like every single day means more to them. Mm-hmm. And I just think the sentiment of like, oh, I just want to give this pig like a long, beautiful day. It's sort of like, I just want to make the most out of this pig's life. Yeah. Make it happy and make sure that it's satisfied and alive and all that. So the fact that Arthur chooses this song for Babe, I think is mm-hmm. beautiful. And dances. <laughs> Ooh, Arthur is very spry. <laughs> Does a little jig in the living room. Yeah, if the singing isn't out of left field, the dancing certainly is. Is he just sort of like old man dances, just sort of moves? And does he like hop? Oh, yeah. He like, leaps into the air. And then when he's done dancing, he looks at the window and all the animals are <laughs> looking at him. Yeah. It's like, the, fuck the farmer's losing it. <laughs> right. And then he hears the animals talking. He's like, <gasps> he doesn't do that. No. It's very <laughs> cute. It is. But he it's... just, oh, I think it means the most because it's like, it's an action. Oh, you yeah. know, because he's such a man of of few words. Oh, definitely. He's able to communicate more through dance than his actual voice. And it's able to soothe Babe's heart. And Babe realizes, no, this human actually does care for me. And everything's going to be okay. And then he immediately goes and eats some food. <laughs> yeah. After After he's done dancing, Babe's not even on the couch anymore. He's just... Yeah. He said, all right, I've seen enough. I'm going to go eat. (laughs) Oh, sweet boy. Sweet boy. God, what a comfort movie this is, isn't it? Right. It's just, even though it's so sad in parts, it's also Mm -hmm. just, wow. This is just such a a kind movie. It is. Well, almost immediately after this song and dance, it's competition time. Oh, it's time to get your game faces on. It's time to forgive the dog cops. And work with them so Babe can have a successful competition. Yep. The dog cops are motivated not only to help Babe succeed, but they also very much make it a point to say they don't want Arthur to be embarrassed. Yeah. They're like, oh, the master's going to get in trouble, kind of, (laughs) if things don't go well. I mean, his wife is pissed. Yeah. Because he does all of this behind her back. Yeah, I mean, hey, she was she wasn't listening to him. Oh no. He said he said that babe could sort the chickens. He said he's got a gift, and she just shoos yeah. him away. Whatever. No, 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 no. I'm I'll going on my ladies' retreat. Feed uh-huh. the cat right, or she'll <laughs> hate you. It's so funny because I remember that scene so specifically. Like mm. I remember the way the food looked in the fridge when she was saying, Oh, here's your food and here's the cat's food. Mm-hmm. Rex really, really comes through at the end. He runs the equivalent of what I perceive to be a marathon. Honestly, I was about to, I was literally about to equate it to the same thing. Rex runs a fucking marathon from the competition back to the farm. Back to the competition. Yeah, back to the competition. On the way back, though, he hitches a ride. That's true. He he took the the shortcut, which was smart, because, God, that would be hard. 
Smart dog cop commandeers a ride. Yep. He said, he pulls out his little dog cop badge out of his fur. <laughs> says, I will be needing this. Thank you. And he turns the keys and he drives off. Can you tell us? Yeah. Why does he go to the farm? What does he do with these sheep? Yes. Okay. So Babe hasn't really had any issue with the sheep ever before oh. um, because he just talks to them and treats them nicely and they usually listen and follow his requests. He just says, hey, can you walk over there? And they do it. They're like, sure. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, sure, little pig. You're cute. You don't bite me. So yeah, go. Yeah. I'll do it. You don't scream racial slurs at my face. So why not? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> anyway. So Babe gets to the competition and the sheep that are in the competition are a different breed. Yeah. And he he's not really being able to communicate with them. They don't really want to talk to him and they just kind of go, bah. Yeah. Bah. Just like, and that's oh. all they'll say to him. And he's like, what's going on? I don't understand why they won't talk to me. So Hail Mary, Rex goes back to the farm to talk to the sheep. Immediately, He's like, you bitches need to get in line because <laughs> Babe's neck is out there uh-huh. and he's doing this for you too, basically. And they're like, listen like, here, Sonny. First of all, don't talk to me like that because <laughs> I've had enough. Second off, we love Babe. Of course yeah. we'll help him. Right. Jesus Christ, you piece of shit. Leave uh-huh. us alone. Do you have and a then- <laughs> warrant to come into this house? And then the, <laughs> the sheep kind of have like a little huddle. And they're like, should we tell him? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we could trust him. He's a wolf. Uh-huh. They're like, but Mob would want Babe to do good. They're like, damn it, you're right. Okay, we'll give him the password. We'll do it for and, Ma. And this is out of left field, too. This is yeah. kind of a wild thing. It's like, what do you mean? Sheeps have passwords? Yeah, it's I know password. I use I know I just said sheeps. Okay. I know sheep that's is, the wrong plural. It's correctly pronounced sheep is. Ah, uh, sheep is. The sheep have a password. That apparently just lets other sheep know, like, hey, we're cool. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It also seems like racially problematic. It's like, oh, all black people know each other. <laughs> I don't think that's don't think that's what they would. The, OK, whatever. It's it's a plot device. We'll just chalk it up to that. Yeah. So the password is. Ba ram you. Ba ram you. To your breed, your fleece, your clan, be true. Sheep, be true. Ba-ram you. Fantastic. And that's the password. And that's and Rex the password. is like, that's it? Okay. Darts back, tells Babe, and he's like, oh, damn, I'm in the money now. Because the uh-huh. sheep, their ears and their eyes, like, perk up, and they're like, oh, yo, like, you hey, know. Yo. Why, does this pig, why does the pig know this? His pig knows, and then they it's, listen to him. It, it's an incredibly baffling thing because it makes me wonder what would be the purpose of this. And I know that we're thinking too much into it. Oh, it's a children's story, yeah. But why would sheep have a code that seemingly makes it to where you will, I don't know, either just instantly do what someone asks you mm-hmm. or just instantly trust someone? Kind of seems to be a useless thing. Yeah, I don't know. Sheep are a herd animal. I guess you're right. So if you're in the herd, you know who to trust. You understand. And they know that they can trust Babe because he he became a part of the herd when they realized he knew that 
before we really get to this competition, because we've gotten up to it, there's just one last thing that needs to be said is that sure. Arthur Hoggett, when he's signing up for the competition, he's very much praying that it doesn't say name of dog on the sign up Entry sheet. form, yeah. And instead it says name of entry. So he just like, oh, kisses his fingers and points up like, hell Thank yeah, you God. we got this one. So he puts it down and then we get the <laughs> classic moment. He shows up. The people who run the competition are like, hey, yo, what's the big idea? Why do you have a pig here? Pull him and babe into a back room and just scrutinize the hell out of this guy. Like, oh, this is preposterous. And you're, you're making fun of the whole competition. And how dare you? And he's just like, hey, there's nothing in the rule book that says a pig can't compete. Yeah. Just keep saying, hey, it said name of entry. Didn't say dog. I have this pig here. What are you going to do? Nothing. That's what. They go talk and they come back and they're like, fuck, he's right. There's nothing in the rule book that says a pig can't compete. Yeah. Much like saying a dog can't play basketball. There's nothing in the rule book for that. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I love how the commissioner is like, I don't know. I'm going to call him the commissioner of the Shepherd Dog Foundation or whatever. And he's like, I hope you know if this doesn't go well. You will be a disgrace to the sheepdog community. Like something like that. And it's yeah. like, Jesus, you guys, you know you're talking about dogs, right? You know that like, this whole thing is ridiculous, right? The whole fact that you are having a competition, and granted, I'm not trying to, you know, dismiss the absolute necessity of sheepdogs. I understand they're extremely important to a certain population. Sure. It is just a little silly to me that we are having a big hoity-toity <laughs> party about these doggies moving some sheepies around. Yeah. So it's a little funny. But there's a club for every niche little thing. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Think about the most niche little thing you could think of. And there there's is someone out there. That's at least two people that meet regularly to do that or talk about that thing. Yep, 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 yep. Arthur's allowed to compete. Babe is allowed to compete. They walk walk out and everyone is just straight up clowning these two. Oh, they're being so mean. Just laughing at the top of their lungs. I don't know how Babe wouldn't get scared out of his goddamn mind. Because he's a brave little boy and he knows he's the best. You're right. But also, is it really even that funny? No. Like, what would be so funny about... It'd be like, oh, damn. (laughs) Look at that. There's a pig. Oh, is he going to (laughs) compete? This will be interesting. But, like, laugh out loud. I'm trying to think of, like, an an equivalent. Like, if there was, like, a... A dog playing basketball? Oh, you know, that (laughs) that could work. Uh Uh-huh. I was thinking, like, bringing a cat to a dog agility course. Yeah. It's like, damn, if you could get a cat to do that... Yeah. Cats would be so much better than dogs at that. Oh, they're they, so freaking fast. They're so agile. And so skinny. And they can get up so pew, high. Pew, pew, pew. Love it. Yeah, but they're just clowning him. They're being so mean. But then he gets on the course. He gets the secret code. Yep. He says the bar ram you. Yep. And oh, oh a beautiful performance. Because, babe, I mean, it's as easy as just telling them. He just says, hey, can you go over here? Oh, if you don't mind, can you go over here? Oh, one last thing. Last thing, I promise. If you just go in that pen, I'd very much appreciate it. He's just very, hey, please and thank you. Every single time. They will get you far in life. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Good manners, Uh kind words, they can get you really far. Uh Uh-huh. 
And babe is proof because he gets all the sheep is in the pen. And my goodness, out of 100, what does babe get? 100. A perfect freaking score. And he silences the critics. He silences the crowd very briefly until they erupt. Just like, fantastic. Like, Losing your mind. I've never seen anything like it. This pig freaking just killed it. Oh, yeah. And what do we get? We get the line. The iconic line that's iconic still today. Oh, I yeah. believe it stood the test of time. Absolutely. It's just, and there's no no better way, no better way to cap off this film because everyone's loud. And then the sun fucking breaks through the clouds and shines on Arthur and Babe. And they're just sort of standing there. And the narrator says something along the lines of, while everyone was loud, these two shared a quiet moment. And at this moment, Arthur knew the perfect words. There was nothing else that needed to be said but these words. And he says, That'll do, pig. That'll do. And then it just shows Babe just happy, oh, happy and proud. Mm-hmm. And then it just... You know, does the what what is the effect called? The transition it always does is the circle that gets smaller. Yeah, it's like closes. the zoom scope or something. I don't know what it's just called. does that on babe and just the mm, he did it. <laughs> That's all we need. Adorable. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. And then credits. Oh wow. It's just I'm thinking about it right now, and it's just such a sweet, it's a sweet ending. Oh, absolutely. Cause it's like Everything that they went through together was worth it. Mm-hmm. And they were there for each other. They had faith in each other. Yeah. They had that love for each other. And at the end of the day, Babe was himself, which is all he ever needed to be. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. And that's it. Yay! So what is... I mean, we know we know that this is a fable. It's a book. It's a fable. It has animals talk. It teaches a lesson. But yeah. uh, what what is the lesson, though? I think the lesson is don't talk to cops. <laughs> like our buddy Medium Sauce said, one of the lessons is definitely don't talk to cops. Yeah. Don't trust cops. But if the propaganda is going to work, we got to make them turn their lives around. There you go. Flying Rex do definitely come through in the clutch. Oh, yeah. They were definitely helpful at the end. And I dare say they're one of the good ones. Oh, wow. He got one of the good ones. (laughs) I had one of the good ones by the end of it. Yeah, that's true. Does Rex beat his wife? Yes. Yes. Does he end up helping the farm and calming down a little bit? Yeah. But I think that the overall moral, if we just look at it from a simplistic view, Mm -hmm. is be true to yourself and you can accomplish whatever you want. Yeah. Because that's what Babe did. He was kind and true and honest and gentle and loving. He was also selfless. Mm-hmm. And he he prospered for it. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a film. The lesson, I think, amongst that is also you don't have to be what you were born as. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can, in a sense, create your own fates. Mm-hmm. control your own future if babe had just been what the other animals with the dog cops said that he was he would have probably just been eaten 
Yeah. But Babe was who he was and he bucked tradition and he changed things up and he showed, hey, I'm a pig in the animal sense, but also I do have purpose. I'm not Mm -hmm. just a pig. I'm not just here to get fat and be taken off to piggy paradise. I'm Mm -hmm. here to show that, like you said, through kindness, through being kind to the other animals, he shows the dog cops that, hey, the other animals are worth something too. You just don't have to treat them like garbage. Mm -hmm. I think another really good thing that Babe can teach people is that just because somebody is different from you and lives differently and might speak differently, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that difference is bad. Because that's what Babe does. He wants to learn. He's a very curious creature, Mm -hmm. sometimes to a fault. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he never really judges. And he questions things, too. He doesn't believe things outright. Uh He pushes back on things that seem wrong. He goes with his gut. Good pig. Good pig. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much sums up our experience with Babe. So all that's left is to define our relationship and what about this movie truly made it so show dependent for our respective experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> are you eating something delicious mm-hmm. if i were to briefly list some of the reasons i'm show dependent on this movie it's it's just the warmth and happiness that this movie brought to my life and continues to bring granted this this past viewing was the first time i've seen this movie in over 15 years easily oh yeah but as soon as i popped it we popped it in we did not pop it in we rented this on <laughs> the internet anyway upon rewatch i was instantly right back to my living room as a little kid just sitting on the carpet in a blanket right in front of my big tv set and it's just like It just does, it's pure nostalgia for me between the animals and the cute voices and just like the sweetness and warmth that this movie brings to me. It just, uh, it's just a feel good movie. It's got a great little lesson in it. And I think anybody that likes animals would like this movie. Regardless of your age, I feel like anybody can enjoy this film. And there's a reason it won an Oscar. It's it's truly impressive what they were able to accomplish with the 1995 technology they had <laughs> in their hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they did a fantastic job. I'm definitely show dependent on this movie. And upon rewatch, this, this film definitely had a much larger influence on my life than I was even aware of. Similar to what you said, watching it again at 31, for the first time since I want to say I was 10. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I was instantly reminded of why I love this movie as a child. Young Eddie, a sweet boy who just very much at a base level was kind and always thought the best of people and always, you know, wanted to be nice to others. Babe was everything that I thought a good person should be. Mm-hmm. Kind and loving, but stands up for himself and believes in himself. In some ways, 
if we're being absolutely serious, if mm-hmm. I'm being dead ass. Oh, wow. It just got real, guys. <laughs> Babe kind of did things that I wished I could do when I was younger. Oh, he's, he does things I wish I could do now. Yeah, he stood up for himself. He didn't allow people to badmouth him or badmouth the people that he loved and knew and believed in himself and tried new things and wasn't afraid to fail. And Babe is an amazing protagonist who is amazing because he is kind. Mm-hmm. I'll say it once again. I firmly believe that if I did not watch Babe as a young boy, I don't think I would love pigs the same way that I love them now. Babe holds such a strong place in my heart. It was truly one of those films that I could watch again and again and again and again. I have to believe I've seen this at least 30 times in my life. Oh, yeah. If not more, because it really was a film that I just remember watching so much. I remember the VHS the cover i remember just always being so happy that i was watching it and i remember feeling the same way i felt when we watched it this last time at the Mm -hmm. end i just felt so warm and happy and it's just it's just a great feeling it leaves you with a great feeling Mm -hmm. so babe i credit with my love of pigs because of that i have to say i'm so dependent on it like kayla said Is this the first time that we watched it in years? Yes. So it's like a different kind of show dependency. But I think that's the whole, uh, I think that's the whole definition of the show dependent idea is that it doesn't have to be something that you watch every single year because sometimes you watch something as a kid or as a young adult and it just sticks with you. The way I feel now about Babe is the same way I felt about Babe as a child. An amazing film, a feel good ending. That'll do, pig. That'll do. And now it's time for our farewell. It is where we say thank you so much for listening. All of you listeners out there, if you liked what you heard, if you love Babe, if you love pigs, let us know. Hit us up. Where can you hit us up? Well, you can tweet at us. You can post on our Instagram. You can find us at ShowDependentPod on Twitter, on Instagram. That is S-H-O, Dependent Pod. And if you like what you heard and want to hear more, guess what? We have some 20 other episodes waiting for you. So what you can do is you can follow us, download those old episodes, and spread the word and tell everyone that they can listen to the Show Dependent Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, Show Dependent Pod will be there. If you would like to follow myself and see what I'm up to, maybe watch me play a video game or two, then you can follow me on Twitter, on Twitch, at Victor V. Sweet, my other half. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell our listeners where you can be found? Uh, You can find me in a dark shed surrounded by meat hooks Looking towards two oddly shaped metal tubes at my forehead. And I'll just be thinking, hmm, I wonder if anybody's going to follow me at Twitter at DJ Bevich. Very nice. Oh, look at you. A consummate professional. Thank you. Thank you. That's why they pay me the no dollars. Uh-huh. The zero well, bucks. Hey one, of, hey, one of these days, maybe we'll get a sponsored ad, huh? God, I hope so. <laughs> I will be a corporate shill if only they would give me my money. (laughs) At Brands, you can equate show-dependent pod 
with Real Big Fish in that we will definitely sell out. And if you want to give us lots of money, mm-hmm. hey, everything's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. With all that behind us, we would love for you to save the dates. Go ahead and throw that pencil out the window. Grab nope. you a nice ink pen. Yes. Grab your finest cardstock. Ooh. And take down a note because in the next episode, we are going to tackle a TV series that to me is definitely top five. A TV series that for the first season, I believe an immaculate season. Every single episode is fantastic. Does it get a little weird near the end? Yeah. Does it get a little rough? Yes. Is the ending what I believe that it should have been? Unfortunately, no. no. But if you ask a lot of fans of this series, they kind of feel the same way. For Mother's Day, it'll be a few days after. But for Mother's Day, we could not think of a better series to go on. There is no series more legend. Wait for it. Gary. Than How I Met Your Mother. It's Mother's Day, and we're doing it. Woohoo! Yeah! Yeah, you're welcome for the, rem- for the reminder. Go get something for your mom, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, hey, you still you're got late. some time. You got about a couple weeks. Figure that out. Now, there are a lot of cute lines from the movie, babe. But one that sums up a nice way of thinking about your own thoughts is as follows. Farmer Hoggett knew that little ideas that tickled and nagged and refused to go away should never be ignored, for in them lie the seeds of destiny. 